Welcome back to, or welcome for the first time, to episode four of Ed's Not Dead. What's up, boys? Hey. Hello. This is Robbie Dodd, one of your co-hosts. I'm joined by Casey Siddons. Hello. And Mr. Peter Crable. Hey. All right. Hey. <laughs> Let's do that. And we are, this is exciting, we are on Facebook Live. Supposedly. Correct? Yeah. Can you see my bald spot? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to look, but not look at the same time. Okay. Robbie, I, I only mentioned it once. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> I just waved at someone on Facebook Live. You did. Oh, okay. Can they? Is there audio on Facebook Live uh, coming from the Gen Xer? Who? Although I don't know I, much about Facebook Live. I don't know, but I think my wife's watching. All right, <laughs> we've got a great show planned tonight. It's great to be back, boys. You can find me at RW Dodd. Hold yourself. Control yourself <laughs> at RW Dodd. Mister Siddons at CH Siddons and Mister Crabes. Uh, sorry, this is so distracting, like looking at your phone and then looking at the video. Why are we Why get are things to I don't know. I just wanted to see what, what it looked okay, like. This is but a, at Peter Crable. Okay, we clearly are not ready for this. <laughs> Can episode. I tell you that uh, for the first time, yeah. s- probably since first episode or second episode of season one, am I ready with show feedback? There we go. All right. You are. I am. Well and, prepared. And you're not upset because you feel like I'm setting you up. <laughs> I know, because I was actually prepared this time. All right. Well, we've got a great show tonight. I'm still having a hard time understanding the new show format in season two, <laughs> so I'm just going to take a stab at what we're doing tonight. Tell us. I don't yeah. know if it's accurate. Uh, Casey's going to share show feedback with us. That's right. We are going to delve into a recent blog by Valerie Strauss of the Washington Post pitting several educational heavy hitters against each other. It's a total Ed nerd yes. throwdown. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a school choice policy nerd. Uh, just, yeah, it'll be good. We told yeah. people to, to brush up on their homework on edglossary.org. Oh, really? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, and then we have an interview with Joe Feldman, uh, who is, that's going to be great. That would, that would be a separate segment okay, that you can listen I, to I on its I, own. I knew I was going to. But we do have a Dear Betsy. Uh, we have a, we yes. have a Dear Betsy. Yes, okay, we do have a Dear cool. Betsy. Um, yeah, so... Tune in to another episode and you can find out about Joe Feldman, uh, which we know people are going to love that interview because we, we already did it. And we get re- really good. And we get really into grading policies, yes. grading practices. Yes. So that's going to be good. Yes. All right. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, boys. Let's get started with show feedback. Mr. Sids, what do you got? All right. First, we got, oh. we got John Jeffries. Oh, friend of friend the pod, of, friend of the pod, John. He said, "Enjoyed our, your interview with Mr. Cause," and he quoted uh, um, Mr. Cause, and he said, "Focus on the learning, and the grades will come." Oh, it's an excellent quote. And we didn't even coach him to say that. Short and to the point. That's right. Uh, Mr. Jeffries is one of the best adult teachers, adult trainers I've ever seen. Yep he he can he can put on PD like nobody's business isn't that right that's right all right yeah what else um we got Samantha Gindis yeah listener friend of the pod former we used we used to work together yeah. her and I I gave her her first job that oh is that, is that true this is I true didn't know yeah. that yeah. uh um, she's uh, a, a full-time teacher math teacher now she said good tips for teachers especially new ones i really like the part about listening and letting parents share about their kids Nice job. All Very right. good. So, Thank you, Sam. Yeah, I'm proud man. of you, Sam. Keep up the great work. That was all about the parent-teacher conference stuff that we did, both in the article that was released and in the podcast that we did. And we had Francis Frost after we... Uh, friend of the pod, friend Francis. Friend of the pod, Francis. <laughs> A friend of the pod, Francis. She is. She is. That's uh, alliteration, isn't it? Yeah. So she um, commented on our blog that came out and the episode that came out, and she said, remember when I told you how to support... 
a great local PTSA through a citrus sale. She's trying to sell us. <laughs> oh, that's <things>. right. <laughs> yeah, why, why is she doing that? Uh, this she, is we don't supporting we, local PTAs. We don't man. fundraise for 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 organizations. I know, but I almost bought some. Only if it's good oranges. Yeah, it looked good really citrus. good. It looked really good. Did so, Francis have any feedback on the show? Um, she retweeted us, which is really all I want. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good enough. She's she's a she has been a diehard supporter of Ed's Not Dead. She since, has since the very beginning. Yep. All right, folks, keep the feedback coming. We will read your feedback on the air. Uh, spread the word about Ed's Not Dead. And if we can say, please subscribe. If you click subscribe, it helps our numbers. It helps everything out about us. Subscribe, download, check us out on Facebook. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Reviews on iTunes. Oh, the reviews oh, are so very good. helpful. Yeah, they're very helpful. They're, yeah. They're, yep. And we get really happy when we get them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Mr. Krabs, uh, do you have any uh, upcoming events or exciting <laughs> things you want to talk about? I know in the show... Summer plans. Summer I, know, plans. I know in the show notes there are a couple things that you I think you wanted to mention. Yay, nay? Yes, there are. Okay, well, what would they be? Well, one, Casey mentioned, uh, just to plug our own uh, website, com. That's right. But Casey, uh, we did have an article up on parent-teacher conferences and another one on student engagement. Mm-hmm. That our, our boy over here, <laughs> CH, didn't I already, get, I already got excoriated uh, by Mr. Dobbs. Oh, that, believe, would, that would be Dr. Dobbs, too. Sorry, Dr. Dobbs. <laughs> Thank you. I believe was, hey, uh, you didn't um, do any research for that, did you? That's how he phrased the question. <laughs> I, well, I just... That's how he phrased I the question. I was looking for the multidimensional nature of engagement. Listen, yeah. You didn't hit it. No, oh, no, I didn't. Folks, but, it's a great... Can I say... That's how you phrased the question. Now I'm thinking of it. I'm like, wow. <laughs> I am a mean guy. I know that. But right. yes. despite not mentioning the multidimensional variables in engagement... <laughs> right. The Bandurian triangle. Correct. <laughs> Casey did hit on a lot of... Really great points uh, yes, about did. student engagement and practical tips for teachers to use. Yeah. So there's that. So check that out. We also have one upcoming. It may be out by the time this is out on uh, checking for understanding. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're just we're cranking them out here. I'm, yeah. I'm, doing, bing, a good, bang, I'm doing a good job on those blogs. <laughs> that last one you released was, <laughs> that was yeah. good. At least your editing is good. Money. That, that was, was last good. February. Money. <laughs> I know. Money. Um, and then so a couple uh, other broad news items. So, <laughs> Dr. Dobbs over here uh, was selected as part of his dissertation, or a, a continuation, I guess, of his dissertation, the work yeah. that he did with his uh, dissertation. Correct. To do a presentation for the American Education Research Associates. Very good, Mr. Wow. Uh, Associates, I think you might have gone off the rails. Ah, wow. It was really close. I think it was... Uh, the American Educational Research Association. Um, you were close. Yeah, you had it. but yeah. a big deal. Um, a big, deal. A big awesome. organization. So, yeah. yeah, what do you... you The 30-second presentation. Um, so if we can't fly to Toronto so that we know what you're going to talk about. Uh, Dr. Douglas MacGyver, who was on my committee when I defended my dissertation and helped me quite a bit with my research on project success. Woo! One of the founders over here, Mr. C.H. Siddons. Um I get to travel in your suitcase, I heard. He he and I submitted a paper to ERA um, that really looks at some of the outcomes that we studied in my dissertation, student engagement, Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) uh, classroom climate. Right. And uh, literacy and all of uh, and how those things are impacted by changing organizational structure, which you know very well, mm-hmm. which project success in sixth grade is a big change from departmentalized instruction. So we'll be in Toronto in February presenting at ERA uh, mm-hmm. at their conference. And we're we're really excited. And um, 
Doug has had a big impact on me and my thinking about education and also research. So stay tuned for uh, when uh, a, a peer-reviewed journal article All right. comes out. Yep. Very exciting. And French fries and gravy, too, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Man. All right, that's enough of that. <laughs> One more. Go ahead. So uh, recently we also, as long as we're talking about project success, mm-hmm. wrote uh, an article for AMLE Ooh, Magazine. Yes. Um, Amli. yeah, as it's commonly known, uh, that was picked up. And I don't, so I wrote it, or we wrote it for a February 2020 issue, which right. is not anytime soon, obviously. <laughs> but um, they may use it before then. So That's awesome. certainly stay tuned and posted. And nice. there's going to be some more Ed's Not Dead uh, printed works coming out. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, boys. Good stuff. How much longer are we on Facebook Live? However much longer you want. I mean, we have at least for one person watching, I think. Okay. All right. Excellent. We have one person on there? No, I don't know. I th- I Is there a way to know how many yeah, we have I think, on? I think it's, it's just like far away. Yeah. Okay, so we can't see. Casey, go over there and get really weirdly close to okay. the screen <laughs> so we can see. Just so we know how many we have. Samantha's watching. Hey, no way. My friend Samantha's friend of the show, Samantha. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Hi, Sam. All right. Let's get into our first piece tonight. This blog uh, by Valerie Strauss, a very well-known educational writer, blogger on the Washington Post. It is a blog that describes, I I don't know if I'd call it controversial, but uh, some different views on school diversification or differentiation, um, the role of charters in that between a few very uh, big heavy hitters, Diane Ravitch, yep. Carol Burris, and Linda Darling Hammond. Uh, Carol Burris and Diane Ravitch are once on one side of the argument, and Linda Darling-Hammond are on the other side of the argument. So it, it stems from uh, Burris and Ravitch recently took issue uh, through their Network for Public Education on a report that was published by a think tank that was started by Linda Darling-Hammond. The, the name of the report was the, American, the, the Tapestry of American Public Education, How We Create a System of Schools Worth Choosing for All. And basically... Burris and Ravitch really take exception with the idea in this piece um, by Hammond and Associates that there is room for charters in in American education. Um, And kind of the premise of that is that it's not just, there's not just room for charters, but charters have come along after a long history of diversification in public schools that magnet programs, um, different kinds of signature programs in schools, uh, uh, school choice models, closely managed school choice models are all things that already exist and have existed for quite a while, and charters are just another part of that. Uh, Ravitch and Burris make it sound like, or or think, I guess, that um, Linda Darling-Hammond should have come out much more strongly against charters that... Uh, that they are an abuse of taxpayer money, that most of them, um, that they're, they're really not working towards the same ends as public education. So how was that for a summary? That was well done. So what do you guys think? I, I think the, the first point that I want to make is there, I think there's a place for charter schools 
in public education. But one of the things that I, I pulled out from Diane Rabich's piece that they responded to was about governance. And I, I do think governance matters in a, in a real, real important way. Hugely important. In terms of like, it's taxpayer dollars, so they should be accountable to taxpayer appointed uh, governance or boards of some sort, not some private equity firm or not some right. some billionaire down the street with his board, his or her board. board. I think um, that piece is one of the most important things that we need to take away from this is governance very much matters. Right. And you can contrast Michigan and Massachusetts in, in those in, – in, in, to that point, Massachusetts much more tightly controlled, uh, for-profit charters against the law. Michigan is kind of the wild, wild west of mm-hmm. for-profit charters. Yeah. And isn't, isn't Michigan where charter schools began, or is that Minneapolis? No, no Minnesota. Okay. First charter was in Minnesota. Oh, interesting. Yep. And, and one of the points that sort of further makes to, to the, the, I guess, regulation issue is it talks about in Minnesota, they allowed Minnesota. families- Minnesota. There goes our whole Facebook audience from you know, Minnesota. You're not the only one that can do weird voices. <laughs> we, we can do that Midwest. That was good. I like yeah. that. Well, I grew up in it. Yeah. I um, didn't grow up in But when they, when they created <laughs> charters and they allowed students and families to choose, but they had specific goals in mind, and some of those goals were achievement, integration, and intergroup relations, they were managed to produce those specific outcomes. They were highly successful in doing so. When they changed the law so that those were no longer sort of, I guess, sort of the bylaws or the purpose of right, them, right. then I mean, I guess we shouldn't be surprised, right. but those those went away, mm-hmm. and you started, I think, to see some differing gains in achievement. So I think it's not just choice; it's having a goal and creating a system that works towards those goals. And what what would be the original reason to found a charter school in the first place? Underperforming school? Well, to no, do something I mean, different. I mean the the Charters were a grassroots teacher movement once upon a time in Founded Minnesota. Founded by unions in Minnesota. That's a, yeah, that's how they started. I mean, they, they really bubbled up from below. Mm-hmm. Um, now they've become something wholly different, than the, which often happens in, in education. <laughs> um, but I agree, with, I agree with Peter that I'm kind of a – I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of a middle-of-the-road guy on this thing. I, I – um, Choice, they mentioned that, that there can't be winners and losers in choice. That's what Darling Hammond kind of says. The reality of that, though, in choice, there often are winners well, and losers. You, and I, it's funny you brought that up because I was thinking about that, too. And I was like, well, then how do you feel like a winner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you don't yeah. know that somebody else Absolutely. is a loser. And like you, you don't think about it explicitly in those terms, but like everyone's a winner well then yeah. doesn't that kind of make nobody a winner no, no you know what i mean no somebody is going to be the new york yankees and somebody's going to be the the kansas city royals no offense <laughs> to the royals but that's what happens yeah. i mean it, it's and it's not um so I, I i don't think it's as easy as just to say that you can manage them to the point where you can take winners and winning and losing out of it um because i think that's that's going to be a, a a factor but when you do encounter losers that there are certain things in place to Address it. Address it. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. And I think even the whole one of the points that's made in this article is the notion of whether we should have twenty five percent charters or fifty percent charters or hundred percent charters. That whole conversation in and of itself is misguided because then the focus is on the governance structures for adults and not the right. learning opportunities for children. Right. right. But there, there was an interesting number here of of families. 
18 million students, only about 2.7 million choose charter schools. About the same number, 2.6 million choose magnet schools, which are really, in in most respects, very accepted in, in public education, right? right? Yeah. And I'm not yeah. sure magnets always accomplish what they're supposed to accomplish either. Yeah. And um, sometimes people say it's, something's a magnet is really not a magnet. I, no. I, are, are they also including the signature program schools? Is yeah. Part? Yeah. I think magnet is a broad term. Right. Yeah. yeah. But but again, magnets magnets aren't without issues also. Right. But they are they've a, not fallen within the crosshairs of sort of the and public are, debate, and, and they are a heavily employed right. uh, uh, strategy to reduce racial and socioeconomic isolation, to increase achievement, um, to create you know increase engagement with students. But they have problems too. Yeah. But they don't. They don't come under the same scrutiny. And I guess it's to your point about the about the public and and the use of funds. And one one of the things that we you know talk about a bunch on the show is, or maybe we don't. But I guess I think about it sort of like the future of education and what what different systems will look like and will they, will they continue to look the same or they can or they change and you know we certainly have seen some change with all the things you mentioned previously in magnet schools and school choice programs and charter schools. Montessori, Waldorf, IB, Mr. Crable, you went to an IB school? All those. There you go. So another article that we had sort of talked about potentially doing had to do with New York City schools. Yeah. And how they kind of, they had a system, I think it was called Reveal, I'd I'd have to look. It involved spending a lot of money and a lot of... um, accountability for struggling schools and there came a point when they knew that these schools were they were kind of like not going to pass muster they weren't going to do the things that they thought they were going to do they weren't going to be passing schools winners if you will but they continue to pump money into those schools because that was just that's what they were going to do so they're going to keep doing it but my point is that the, the point of the title of this article had to, you know, I really like the term a tapestry of like education choices a portfolio a portfolio of choices and maybe that is sort of what's next. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that charter schools have to take over and that the solution is, oh, let's just go to the extreme and make mm-hmm. everything a charter school, mm-hmm. but is a variety of school choices for a variety of needs right. in a variety of different communities. Yeah. And, and you know what I would say that's not talked about in this piece anywhere, and it shows maybe these folks age, is they don't talk anywhere at all about online learning. And and. I mean, that's to me, that's the next frontier. That there, that this is that that's it's disturbing. Well, online I, learning, it is it's a little disturbing. It's another episode. Well, I mean, it's a it's another way to it's another way for kids to learn. It is, you know. I, I just and, think it's. Uh, I I I have a lot of feelings on it. Okay, it's funny. So, but I, it's real. It, it is real. It's, it exists, it is, and it's right. and it's like PA Commonwealth Correct. is is major player in Pennsylvania schools. Mm-hmm. I think we do need it. I think we should talk about it. It's just it's just something that. Um, it's probably going to creep up on us in ways that we don't expect as in the education it's, field. Yes, it is. Already. Um, a couple things I wanted to put in that, in the article, there sure are things that, that she br- brings up that by, for all intents and purposes are not really controversial about what choice charter choice, wh- what should it look like? The educational opportunities should move to expand oversubscribed programs, not just setting arbitrary numbers for how many programs there should be. Providing equitable access, so not just allowing for an open market, making sure that everybody has an opportunity to access. Providing right. for transparency of admission and achievement, 
transparency of how those schools are actually performing. Are they actually doing what we want them to do? Right. And then a system that meets all, meets all student needs um, and that you don't leave other schools to be ineffective when you're trying to focus on choice programs. Yeah. I, I think that's something we can all agree on. I guess I'd, I'm trying to figure out where the rub is with regard to what Diane Ravitch was trying to say in her piece. So I think the, the main point is that there's this pool of resources That's and public ex- funds. Exactly. And no, there's w- not enough in the pie. Right. And then when you start to take a slice here, take a slice there, mm-hmm. you get this, this charter gets that, mm-hmm. that it becomes challenging to maintain the sort of public school because you're taking away students that other schools get to, in some sense, select, and right. you're taking away money. Yeah. Both. You know, now I... I will say, and, and I'm not super well informed on this, but you know, somewhat recently I was talking to a guy who worked um, in uh, DCPS, Washington D.C. Public Schools, mm-hmm. and one of the things he was saying that was tr- troubling or challenging for them for charters is every school has a projected enrollment for the in- ensuing year. Let's say this particular high school for it was a thousand kids. Mm-hmm. Well, then, you know, over the course of the summer or the course of the fall or whatever, kids are like being pulled out and are re-enrolling elsewhere. So he said it was exceedingly difficult for them to project with any certainty how many kids they would have right. on, you know, almost any given day, right. but certainly for a given school year. And to kind of extrapolate that out to funding that and how much money they get well, it gets very easy to underfund or overfund schools when you're not clear on how many kids are actually going to be going there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, well, I mean, one of the beauties of of American public education, although as as Secretary DeVos says, it's not a system. <laughs> it, There's it, no it, system. It it is, you know. I mean, it's it's not anything if not stable. Um, yeah, and and very predictable, yeah. as we all know, in in a lot of ways, and. I mean, charter schools are essentially, you know, they're very entrepreneurial in a lot of ways, and there's a lot of risk involved in that, and you, a lot, most of them don't survive. Yeah, some of forty percent. Yeah, from two thousand two to two thousand fifteen, forty yeah. percent of charter schools went kaput. By the way, if you want to, Mister Siddons, I know you're always looking for the next good education book. Have you ever read Left Back by Diane Ravitch? No. Okay, so you know Diane Ravitch really burst on the scene about twenty years ago she, as a very conservative voice yeah. in education, and she she has since become a, a very much critic of her former of her past. Right. So Left Back is her attack on progressivism. Oh. Um, and, and it really is a, it really is a required read if you want to, cause she's an amazing historian. Sure. There's no question about that. And it really, it really kind of shows, um, the rights pushback on progressive ideas and education throughout the 20th century into the 21st. So on that point of Diane Ravitch in the post that, uh, was linked in the, the Strauss article I, I was looking at earlier and she mentioned this essay by Amy Lueck, L-U-E-C-K. Right. And you'll find this interesting, Robbie, especially it traces the history of the American high school as a center and anchor for communities. Absolutely. She argues that school choice and the charterization of public schooling is putting that institution at risk. She concludes with this warning. As an institution, the fate of the high school cannot be detached from the community of which it is a part. Like all educational institutions, it is inextricably wrapped up with the goals uh, and values of the town, city, and nation in which it is located, reflecting and perpetuating them. Those values include Americans' attitude to the very schools that would pass them along to. 
If, as a nation, we decide that the public schools are a dead end for students, we should not be surprised if they become so, and along with them, the cities, towns, and communities that they once built together. Yep. Well said there, Mr. Sids. All right. All right. That was great. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. But, you know. The unknown. The unknown. Times change. Yeah. Just have to hope they change for the better. Yeah. All right, folks. Don't go away. Should we say bye to our yeah? Our let's say bye Facebook to our live folks. Uh, yeah, our our one person. No, we got we got three now. We were up to five. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Okay, Beat. I like it. Well, thanks for tuning in on I, Facebook I, Live. I see my wife there. I see Rachel Lyons. Okay, Rachel, friend of the pod, former department member, project success teacher. Yes, that's right. Current Ooh, project success teacher. All comes back. Awesome. Yep. So thank you. And there's someone else. I think Sam. <laughs> thank is there you. Too. And thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> all right. Uh, don't go away. Folks, we will be right back with a special segment, also known as Dear Betsy. Thanks. Welcome back, folks, to episode four of Ed's Not Dead. Thanks for staying with us. We've had a great show. We were even on Facebook Live. That was pretty cool. Very exciting. Yes, yeah, very exciting. We had we had a, we had a bunch of comments on Facebook. We did. It was mostly friends and family, uh, but if it were strangers, I'd be a little weirded look, out. Yeah, yeah. Word's gonna word's gonna word's gonna spread though. Yeah. So we're gonna do we're it. We're gonna again. be big. We're gonna be big in Japan. <laughs> okay. Right. We, we know a lot about Japanese public education. We do. Okay. I went there. All right, so it is that time of the show that we know is a favorite with many of our fans. Cue the bear music that Crable never plays anymore. I, I, I lost it. That's why I can't. I did you that. lose that? It's such yeah. a good clip. I, I it's a good probably, you clip. Know, find it again. Yeah, you should find it. Download again. again, I should say. You should find it again. Can I sit normally now? We're not on Facebook Live yeah. anymore. Okay, good. I cannot <laughs> try to hide my bald spot anymore. You're good. Uh, all right, so this is Dear Betsy, Mr. Siddons. What do you have for us all right. this episode I'm gonna of Dear start, Betsy? I'm going to start from the Segment. very bottom of uh, of the news cycle. So you're going to do a news rundown? Is this a news rundown? News rundown. Okay. Ooh, news right. rundown. We're going to go into detail on some of them. Some we're not because it's just uh, it's a little too deep for us. Uh, the first one is... Uh, Betsy DeVos Nothing, to, Nothing's too deep for us. Yeah, we're very intelligent. There is no system. Okay. Betsy DeVos set to bolster rights of accused and rewrite of sexual assault rules. Big news. Big news. Not really well understood by uh, folks on the left and the right, other than that they either love her or hate her. Uh, but Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is set to release a sweeping overhaul of how colleges and universities must handle allegations of sexual assault and harassment, giving new rights to the accused including the ability to cross-examine their accuser. People familiar with the matter have said. Uh, if I'm not incorrect, it, maybe colleges and universities also don't hate this uh, because it, yeah, it, it, it provides them a little bit more cover and, mm. or, 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 or constrains them a little less in what they have to do. I think for people involved in it, it's a very hot-button issue. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was so that that's that's going to be a big that's going to be a big change. That's really yes. a rollback from from uh, regulations Obama, that were put in place. Yeah. Two thousand eleven. Two thousand eleven. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, next up on the uh, up on the what do they say the gamut the docket the docket. 
Betsy <laughs> Devine. <laughs> you weren't really even close. <laughs> it was the first one. <laughs> uh, the gamut. The gamut. <laughs> Next up on the gamut. <laughs> Next up. That sounds like a, uh, a total. Uh, never mind. Uh, Betsy right. DeVos sued for failing to implement automatic student loan forgiveness. Now we're talking. All right. So we're getting a little lighter on this one because it's, you know, it's less taboo perhaps yeah. uh, a ruling by a federal judge last month seemed like it would end a long legal battle between education secretary devos and tens of thousands of student loan borrowers waiting to have their debts canceled but as of tuesday there is a new round of litigation yeah we talked about this last time or two times ago it seems like that stuff is moving through the courts just give them their money back give them their money actually i think this topic this issue goes all the way back to our first or second that's not that show. <laughs> it does. Did we talk the about the foundation it? of, of <laughs> Dear Betsy? Yeah, I mean, we we talked about how they were. It was for profit universities, not yeah. not giving, not not making, remunerating kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and they were first scammed by the for profits, and now they feel like the federal government is leading, leading leaving them out to dry when they were not initially supposed to do that. On a side note, do we, was Trump University one of the... Leaving them out to defend? dry. <laughs> what is that not a good analogy? I think it's hanging. Hanging. <laughs> hanging. It's, it's the same idea. I'm not really leaving. I didn't, I'm I didn't leaving leave, it outside I, to dry. I, I didn't leave my shirt outside to dry. I hung it outside. My analogy game is... My metaphor game is okay, really you, bad. You need but uh, a funny aside, they were talking about... I was listening to a podcast. They were talking about the, the, the elections and the blue wave. <laughs> the and, blue and, wave. and they were making fun of... Uh, the, the newscasters not calling it a blue wave. What is it? Is it blue wave? Is it fitting the metaphor? Is it more of like a is a body surfing wave? Is it more of like a puddle? What uh, is the, what is the metaphor? That it's we a, have ha- having watched election nights, you know, whatever it was two weeks ago. They, they got a lot of time to film in. So much time, you know. Shoot, I, can't, I can't get mad at them for getting no. into the mundane. <laughs> Word choices of blue I mean, even, wave or blue puddle. Or, even PBS oh. NewsHour was going for a six-hour newscast. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah. It was only a week ago. Yeah. Right? It felt, feels yeah, like a long, long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. It feels like six years ago. The longer ago, the better. All right. Well. All right. Uh, so that's good. Okay. So we'll stay tuned on that one. Yes. What else? Uh, well, on the this still a little more detailed. More than 165,000 claims have been filed since the borrow defense rule was launched by the Obama administration. So let's hope that... You say 165,000? 165,000 claims. uh, About $250 million in loans that are out there waiting to be fulfilled for these borrowers. Hmm. Let's hope that they get what they deserve. Jeez, how do you? Okay, that's a lot of claims. Yeah, I didn't Our court system is nothing but thorough. I was going to say. <laughs> woo. Okay. All right. All right. A little, little lighter. We work in threes. Is this it? No, we got two more. Okay, Ooh, yep. Betsy nice. DeVos's team holds school report card design challenge one of the biggest changes for the essa is that states must publish a host of new information school report cards must now include data on school by school spending long-term english language learners homelessness and foster students and more so how should states make sure that the information is clear and easy for parents to understand enter the u.s department of education's report card design challenge I think should we, we enter? Should, I, absolutely. And we're like, Ed's, hand write it? Yeah, we, we would have the Ed's Not Dead uh, school report card. We could do that. Let's start that. We should oh, do that. I like it. That's cool, isn't they put it? A, they're putting a call out to teams of graphic designers, districts, state leaders, data wonks, other specialists from around the country to take a crack at it. All right, so so the, the, the great state of Maryland, in which we reside, yes, uh, has chosen to um, – they're definitely rolling out 
a report card. Mm-hmm. Yes, they uh, are. They just don't know what it's going to look like. They'll of, figure it out. Because of ESSA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, this whole report card thing, we're going to have to see how this goes over. Yeah. Florida was one of the first states to do this. Remember, they started They, they started yep. with grades. Yep, yep. Um, I have some real questions about about how this is going to play out. No, it's going to be perfect. Yeah, I don't It's going to go really well. Yeah. But I do like the well. idea of, I don't know what we can do report cards for, but I really like the idea of us doing report cards. Yeah, let's do report cards. On just like random yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like and, us yeah. as a podcast? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Should, should we model um, modern ethical grading practices <laughs> or like pound of flesh punitive grading practices? <laughs> All of the above. Awesome credit. Yeah, the more right. report cards, the better. All right, last, last one. Last one. Go ahead, Mr. Sid. So this is a little more speculative. Betsy DeVos's staff denies rumor she's leaving the education secretary job. As we know, after the midterms, this is when people start to jump ship for one reason or another. It's a good time to leave. I think that's been going on since... It's been happening. 2016. It's been happening since... How, many, how long did Scaramucci last? 10 days? <laughs> there was someone on Twitter that was measuring other people's... The mooch. How, how long they stayed in the position by by uh, measure of Scaramucci. So so-and-so lasted 15 Scaramucci's. <laughs> 10 Scaramucci's. <laughs> 10 Scaramucci's. I like that. That's good. Um, so Education Secretary DeVos says she's not going anywhere yeah, with Democrats think. taking control of the House. I don't think she's going anywhere. I don't think she is either. Um, but her life is almost certainly going to get a whole lot tougher. Why? Why? Well, why do you think? Because uh, her boat got messed up? Her boat got messed up. That's actually why. No, uh, probably because investigations. Ah, uh, investigations. The Benghazi yes. investigations. Yes. Oh, in the Department of Ed? Probably. From, I don't think from, there's... From is, the Congress. Yeah. Is there a lot to... I mean, well, we have civil rights, school choice, sexual assault, alleg- investigations, yeah, transgender, okay. student access to bathrooms. Okay, yeah, but you, you have to you say bring up a good loan list. repayment. You have to say in two years, it's not like the Department of Ed has been riddled with scandals, unless there's stuff that we don't know. Yeah, about. I, I think not scandals. I think everything you just brought up were policies. Yeah, that people controversial policies. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I mean that's that's fair. Yeah, um, I, there'll probably be hearings. Yes. On different topics, yes. yeah. I'm sure. Explain that, why explain this, why explain you why this, that. Yeah. Put people on the stand. Explain how this I think yeah. We, yeah. we really need to find out what, what the bear situation is you know, yeah. across schools, across the United well, States. On really. a side note, the Post had a nice long article, I think today, about the cottage industry that has sprung up in regards to school safety. I saw that. It is now a multi-billion dollar mm, industry. Two and a half billion bucks That's a right. year. Yes. That's crazy. And you know, the, and is there, there's, the study that they found, yes. Do you know what it does? I just know that they said there was about zero research. Just, yeah, but they the the anecdote... They, <laughs> the one study that's been done? <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, maybe it's not even a study. They, they called every school that had... Um, been victim or whatever to a school shooting right and asked them a series of questions if you had this or that or whatever um anyway the conclusion that they come to is that all this spending is not really making students demonstrably safer, safer. Yeah. yeah unfortunately well so that's awesome bulletproof whiteboards thanks yeah. a lot that's great yeah so there you go yeah well that was we talked a lot about school safety back in the spring mm-hmm. we did and it was you know i mean it's definitely something to to talk about as educational leaders yeah well uh as long as betsy's in a job we will be here giving her a, a boost giving her a segment man giving her a segment Come giving on. her some airtime yeah. have yeah. You know, just giving her like a yeah. a platform by which to to say the good things Secret- that secretary doing. devos has been she's been persistent i i would like to see at some point we're two years in now right mm-hmm. i'd like to see any study that shows whether 
the, the, her, her, her main pet project, which is school choice. Um, what's, what's happened with that? Has there been an increase in charters over the last two years? I'd be, I'd, I mean, yeah, have, I, have states yeah, changed their know. policies to, to reflect, um, her 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 wish on that topic would be interesting to know. Well, we can well, we'll find get, that out when we'll we give her it. her report card. Yep. Uh, yeah, I will say she's card. she's my favorite education secretary with a uh, mid name capital letter. Yeah. So you know, and the ironic thing I just thought about too was like the places that embrace charter schools and school choice overwhelming their overwhelmingly are urban areas, mm-hmm. which are also overwhelmingly blue democratic mm-hmm. areas yeah which is kind of odd to think about i have no point that was just it it's just kind of weird yeah there's some strange bedfellows there. yeah it is strange that was a good that was a good phrase i didn't mess that up did no that was good <laughs> that was good strange good. bedfellows strange fellow beds it was, it was something it was strange so, fellow beds it was something an old person would say strange <laughs> bedfellows. bedfellows all right we will that's a whole different ball of wax okay all right um <laughs> So, folks, thanks for tuning in to Ed's Not Dead. Don't miss our awesome interview with Joe Feldman, who gets into everything about uh, grading practices and kind of continues our theme that started with Rick Wormley, uh, with Wormley. Wormley, excuse me, with grading last year. <laughs> I never called him that, did I? No. No. Um, and also Zaretta Hammond, uh, who we had on talking about equity, uh, he really combines both of those, right? He Joe? did he, very it's, well. It's, it's the it's the it's equitable grading. That's his whole mm-hmm. his whole approach. So make sure you catch that. All right, upcoming uh, announcements, guys. Anything? Anything at all? Nope. Nope. Bueller. We got some blogs coming out. One is about checking for understanding, and another is going to be uh, hopefully we'll do a future teacher tips all about. Um, well, I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Maybe along those lines. All right. You can find me. I don't, at- I don't want to lock us down. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you can. <laughs> you hate when I interrupt you. <laughs> you said baby you can. about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. You are a baby. I'm ready to go. I know you are. Okay. <laughs> uh, the show is ending. Right? It's time to go. We did Facebook Live. We had a great show. Let's go. It's got to end at some point. Yeah. Uh, you find me at rw. at ch siddons and at peter crable folks please spread the word about ed's not dead as always we really appreciate you tuning into the show spread the word to your friends and family and uh, we'll see you in a few weeks on episode five have a great night thanks